0: Hi, I'm Michael.
1: Hi, I'm Shane. And this is Dad Pods. Dad Pods. One of these times we're going to get that intro right and we're going to like plan it ahead and we'll like not talk over one another, it'll be great. No, no planning. There's no planning
0: oh. on this. <laughs> it's
1: one of the rules of Dad Pods. One of the rules of Dad Pods. First rule of Dad Pods, don't plan. It's a very classic dad move. Yes, it's a very classic dad move. Another classic dad move is uh just so everybody is forewarned, we are both drinking whiskey tonight.
0: Yep. Uh that's happening. <laughs> it's yeah. been a long day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has been. It's been a long it's Tuesday. I think maybe? so. Yeah. Tuesday of of it's either it's either March 52nd or uh I April twenty something. I don't know how we're we're, doing we're in anymore.
0: week six, uh the time of this recording.
1: Yes, which week uh, six of of corn, of shelter in place.
0: Yep. And uh I don't know if you've all have noticed, you, you probably can't possibly know, but my editing has gotten later and later. So when the episode <laughs> out, it's also later and later.
1: Yeah. So I think the first, uh, like, I think the first night that we did our first episode, you like, like 10 minutes later, you had edited the entire thing and it was like ready to go. And I posted it and, it, you know, it's like, and then we sat around and waited and nobody listened to it except our wives like the next day. And we still don't have a huge amount of listeners, though we appreciate you know the the, the few of you that do listen.
0: The fewer listeners that they,
1: there are, the
0: more valuable each one of you is. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you.
1: Um, so um, you know, I'll give you my Cash App name later if you want to pay <laughs> me. Uh,
0: no, no, this has to be free. Free for those those, those few listeners. Sure, free that makes th- it even more valuable.
1: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> But if you do want to, you know, uh, we can talk offline if anybody wants to contact me. And if they want to pay me, that's fine. Michael's <laughs> not going to accept any money, though. No, no. Um, so what are we talking about tonight?
0: I, I think today is the Star Wars
1: episode. So it's just what everybody out there needed is a, is a couple of old dudes talking about Star Wars. Yes. But we are going to get into it. Um, so how we're going to start this is we're going to do... So it's a long, long story short... Uh, a lot of people either really, really, really like uh uh the next to the penultimate Star Wars movie, um, uh The Last Jedi, or they really, 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 really hate it. Uh most people online really, 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 really hate it, uh, even though it was kind of critically acclaimed and it did well in the box office. I am somebody that actually really, 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 really likes it. And uh one of the things we're gonna do later in the episode is kind of sort of take down uh the uh, Star Wars bros that uh, go through and I'm going to go through some of the sort of main arguments that they kind of give for why the last Jedi ruined their childhood. All right. um, uh, But we're going to start with our rankings of the Star Wars films. I have another start before the start. Oh, the start before the start. Excellent. Go. The prequel. The prequel.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Why is is it called Star Wars? Star Wars. So they had the Clone Wars because the clones were fighting. Are the stars right. actually fighting?
1: I don't think so. And it's, it's, it, it should have been the Clone War, right? Because it yes. was one war. Yeah. I mean, you can have multiple battles within a war. Yeah. But you don't really do it. So it should be... Should it, at at worst, it should be Star War. Star War. It's one... Right. one. Yeah. Right. And you're right. The star isn't fighting. So, I mean, I I, I presume that it has to do with, you know, it's about wars between like star systems maybe
0: Hmm. my other meta question okay was battle of the network stars only created because of the popularity of the star wars movie franchise
1: excellent question do we did we do any research about whether when the first battle of the network star we don't do preparation no there's no prep
0: i'm gonna do this live.
1: we're gonna claim right here right now that battle of the network stars only occurred because of star wars
0: Ooh, battle of the network stars held between 76
1: oh shit 77 is when star wars came out well but they would have known it's in production (laughs) perhaps though it wasn't like a super like major budget or anything like that it had a big budget but it wasn't you know a super anticipated film
0: no no yeah no harry Knowles back then so they didn't
1: didn't right i think and, if, and I think there's a high profile bet between um, George Lucas, who was actually really, really um, pessimistic about the movie when it came out, uh, you know, director of Star Wars, and Steven Spielberg. And basically, I think he bet like 1% of the film's gross that it wasn't going to do well or Ooh. something like that. Bad idea. But if it did do well, then he ended up giving one percent of the film's gross to Spielberg, and that's what happened, or some some kind of crazy story like that. Because rich people do stupid stuff all the time. Well, he wasn't rich at the time, though. That's true. I think he was probably okay. He had done uh, the the uh, the movie with the cars and Ron Howard.
0: What was that? The uh, American Graffiti.
1: That one, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm already halfway into my uh, whiskey, so we're. So we're forgetting things already. Th-
0: this might be a little bit of a loose episode, people.
1: Yeah. We're going to try to keep it non-explicit, though. Okay. Rankings. Okay. Rankings. I will go first. So we're going to go worst to uh, best. So I think uh, this is the one that I think is is unassailable. The worst Star Wars movie that was released in the theater is Episode One: Phantom Menace. Easily. is it, I mean, is there any kind of discussion that anything else should go there? No. I mean, it's just terrible. The only, I mean, anybody that does any sort, like when you talk about like the Topher Grace edit where he edited a bunch of the prequels together and made it sort of coherent and cool, I think the only thing he kept from that movie is the, the, the lightsaber battle at the end. And the music. The music for that lightsaber battle is terrific. So the duel of the fates, which came out and stuff like that. But, you know, the lightsaber battle at the end between the two Jedi and Darth Maul. So why John Williams doesn't really ever have
0: a bad day? It seems there's not like a score <laughs> where like that was a really bad John Williams score. Yeah,
1: John Williams totally mailed it in.
0: Yeah, you, no one ever says that. He's it's always no. great.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, he's touched everything. I mean, it's but he's done. He did Jurassic Park. He did. It, did he do, He did Harry Potter. Yep. He did these movies, obviously. Did he? He did it in Indiana Jones too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what? what it, it, he did the Olympic theme. Yeah. It's crazy. He's probably the. Is John Williams? Here's a good question for everybody that's listening out there: Is John Williams better at his job than anybody else in the world is at their job?
0: Could be because again, never. There's not a single soundtrack there that you can find is bad.
1: Right. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we found him. He's the best. He's the best at what he does. Okay, so Phantom Menace is the worst. Uh, Then we're going to go Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Uh, Fairly unremarkable movie. I don't even remember if there's anything really cool that happens in it. Um, It makes a little bit more sense than Phantom Menace. It does. It has a narrative arc. It has a protagonist, which is really important for a story. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It has the protagonist. It's It's got, you know, a couple little adventures that sort of go sideways and, you know. It's got I think it's the first time you see Yoda you do a lightsaber thing and fast Yoda.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it
1: has at the time was...
0: really cool that big battle in the sand with the clones. Sure. People liked it. It was one of the very first entirely CG
1: battles, but that's Yeah. doesn't hold up very well. And in fact from a CG standpoint, this is the movie where they switched uh, Yoda's no longer a puppet. Yoda is, I think, a CGI character mm-hmm. in Attack of the Clones and then later Revenge of the Sith.
0: Yeah. That's um, what allows
1: Yoda. Yeah, that's what allows, you know, it would have been really tough on Frank Oz if he had to do the like the the stuff as a puppet. I to, you know, jump would, around and I would be really impressed by that. I would have liked it better, I think. But, you know, um, not to disparage the athleticism of Frank Oz, who everybody knows is like, you know this far away from being like an NBA star. Yeah, he just this, held up with when, I, when I said this, listening audience, I had my finger, my index finger and my thumb about an inch apart. But Anyhow, Attack of the Clones. Next one, Solo, another sort of event, like kind of forgettable movie, it was fine. Uh, one of those movies that sort of just like, hey, you remember this character? This is all the things that we said he did.
0: <laughs> i i put solo at the same spot i don't i didn't mind watching solo though no but i watched it on my phone mm-hmm. so that might have been why right <laughs> maybe that's the only appropriate place to watch solo. It's, it's fine
1: yeah it's fine uh then we're going uh revenge of the sith i remember when i saw this movie i liked it and the reason was because phantom menace and attack of the clones were so terrible that Revenge of the Sith just was like, oh my God, things happened. It was cool. It was really pretty. Uh, there were, there was a couple little weird things that sort of, but, but it just like, it pushed the story forward. Yep. And it got to where you wanted it to go.
0: I think that we are now in the territory of like, this is a movie. This is not a bad movie. Like this is, this is Oh watchable. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think, and I
0: think from here on out, actually all the movies are good. Yeah, I'm not going to be super critical of a movie that's like fun to watch, entertaining, yeah. cool special yeah. effects. I can
1: I could totally watch Revenge of the Sith tonight if I had to. Yeah. I'd sit through it. I'd probably scroll through my phone and that's fine Twitter and stuff like that. But yeah, okay. So yeah, so we're going into the real stuff. So uh, the next one I've got is uh, Rise of Skywalker. I agree. That's the most recent film, sort of telling the the end story of uh, the Skywalker saga. It is not um, a bad
0: movie. Not bad. No, it's not
1: a bad movie. I wouldn't. It's it's fine. It's really good. You know, it's really pretty. Um, this the, is a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. Uh, the most recent movies, all of them, are really well acted. I think mm-hmm. in a way that I think uh, the first set of prequels didn't really get really good acting until like Empire or Return of the Jedi, and then um, certainly the the prequels probably didn't ever get really good acting either, than Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he was always pretty solid. Yeah, he's solid. And Liam Neeson was fine in the first movie. Uh, But everything else is just like... Natalie Portman mailed that that check to her. She just got a check. And she totally mailed all those performances in. I'm not even sure she actually showed up. She might have been CGI. Could be. Early character. Yeah. Um, And normally she's very good. But uh, this was an exception so rise of skywalker next one we're going with uh, return of the jedi this might be where we start to disagree a little bit so i looked through your
0: order mm-hmm. and I, I guess it depends on how we talk about return of the jedi i i like return of the jedi i think it's actually a really good movie however when i look at your movies ahead of it it's not like i disagree right so i
1: think it's my- hard to say what you're going to bump you might want to bump the next one down and whether you want to flip flop them i'm not
0: uh, okay sure. that that might be where i would do the bomb. okay so, so we i talk. went
1: return of the jedi and i don't know what number we're on because i didn't count these yep. but so the next one i have is rogue one yep and that's like the the sort of almost a standalone doesn't really fit in the skywalker saga but it also um was a star wars movie and it's it's it plays an important role leading into a new hope yep um i think uh what makes this film Tick is the last 10 minutes. A lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. They t- totally made Darth Vader super, super awesome and menacing and powerful in a way that the, the the any of the other films really didn't. Um and I think without that, it would have been fine. Yep. Probably would have been around Revenge of the Sith, but I think, you know, if we're gonna put that last 10 minutes as part of the movie, and it, it definitively is part of the movie. <laughs> last I saw it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it makes it like awesome because it's like a top five all-time star wars scene it's just great fair enough so
0: here's why i, I would flip them since, since we're doing this live i think return of the Jedi is actually a pretty darn good movie so mm-hmm. the criticisms i've heard of it are the uh, ewoks are annoying i don't think that's valid totally fine for, for the age range that these movies mm-hmm. target, which people seem to forget are young children <laughs> yeah teddy bears turns out pretty popular with the young kids.
1: Yep. I remember liking it as a young kid.
0: Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, the action in it is it's really good. The Thematically, it's very good with the major space battle being tied into the battle that Luke has with the emperor, which is a really mm-hmm. cool thing to do. And you don't see that. Yeah. All the time. And uh, the final message of the movie, which is basically an act of, uh, well, it's an act of nonviolence followed by an act of, a lot of violence. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Throwing point somebody made. down
1: a uh, shaft where they, you know, go into a, like a nuclear reactor is right pretty violent.
0: However, Luke's choice is an important one. And mm-hmm. it's what leads to, to that moment.
1: And I will say, like, because this is going to come up when we talk about uh, Last Jedi later, the, this, this, the, the side adventure, you know, you have your main hero's arc with what Luke is doing, yep. but then the side stuff that Han and Leia actually in this film matters. Yeah. pretty like, cool. They, they actually, you know, get the, the shield down and stuff yep. like that. So a lot of the side things that happen in a star Wars film, like the little side plots that some of the not major characters are doing don't really yep. matter at all to the end, the end game of the plot, but this one it does. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I, can agree with that. I could be, I could certainly be talked into to flipping those two. Um, I don't have a, uh, Super strong opinion either way. I
0: I like both of these movies. Mm -hmm. To me, it's splitting hairs.
1: Yeah. And maybe it's just because I haven't seen Rogue One 9,000 times that I kind (laughs) of put it a little higher. Uh, But we'll see in a couple years because actually Rogue One happens to be my son's favorite film. Mm. So I'm sure it'll catch up to Return of the Jedi pretty soon.
0: So he likes the movie where, spoiler, everyone dies at the end. Yes, he does.
1: My son is dark. Hmm. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Uh, Other reason I like Rogue One sounds like the name of a beer
1: oh yeah it probably isn't isn't it there's a rogue brewery up where you're about in your neck of the woods there is and you
0: can just say hey i'd like a rogue one
1: yeah there you go every time and it's probably lovely it's probably a nice like uh amber
0: they could have had the branding right
1: there yeah it's probably they probably can't now it's it's owned by the disney company they don't want to be associated (laughs) with the brewery probably not (laughs) Um okay so the next one I'm 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 bumping two movies together mostly because I feel like uh so it's the Force Awakens and A New Hope. Basically Force Awakens is almost a shot for shot remake of A New Hope. True. You know it's got almost the same kind of things that happen throughout the same movie like they've got you know your end you blow up the Death Star you blow up the Star Killer base. You know you have the character that there's the older character that's the father figure who ends up dying in front of the protagonist. You know, it's, it's it, the garbage compactors. There's a garbage compactor thing. There's all, all of the kind of the, 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 you know, the protagonist lives on a desert planet and is yeah. saved by, you know, it's just, it's the same movie. <laughs> so I'm going to
0: put, but they're both good. They're both good. I think they're both very enjoyable, easily watchable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Put the New Hope above Force Awakens, even though Force Awakens is kind of a remake. At the mm-hmm. time, uh, and he's grown on me since then, I thought the uh, emo Darth Vader not as cool as like big scary Darth
1: Vader. Oh, sure. Whiny Darth Vader. The one thing that's amazing about emo Darth Vader, though, he takes off that mask and his hair is perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, what's the deal with that? Yeah. Adam Driver. Yeah, I mean... His hair—he just like pulls off the mask, and the hair is like perfectly, burnt, like just an amazing like wave going on, just flowing. I, mean, I, have, I have really short hair. I wear a hat for like ten minutes, and I've got hair going everywhere. So did, impressive. Did they sweating. know what they had when they had Adam
0: Driver that they had like America's next best actor at the time when they they cast him into these movies?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, I think they tried to do that with the the prequel movies with Ewan and McGregor, right? Because he was super. Like he was like an indie movie star. He had done like train spotting and a couple of other things that were really, really sort of, you know, indie cred kind of stuff. And then his after Star Wars, his kind of his career kind of went sideways. Hmm. It didn't recover right away, even though he's really good in them. Okay. But I think, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate for for Mr. Ewan. Yeah. Though I am excited if he ever does a, a standalone. He's uh, supposed to do like a standalone uh, Kenobi series or something for Disney. Plus. That's
0: we'll to see. Didn't we just make three movies about him?
1: Now, 20 years ago, Mike. Hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, so we also have a disagreement about the top two. We're yes. at the top two now. So I go Empire Strikes Back at two and The Last Jedi at one. Tell me why I'm wrong. You're wrong because Empire Strikes Back
0: is just that good.
1: It is good. It's an excellent film.
0: No one disagrees with Empire Strikes Back being that good. And we'll go into why The Last Jedi is good. I like The Last Jedi a lot. I think it's a really Mm -hmm. good movie, which is why it's number two on my list. However, The Last Jedi's side plot is Mm -hmm. completely throwaway. You go to a casino planet, that's a lot of the movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's, really pretty. I will also say that the uh, to, 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 and this is kind of spoiling something from earlier, but we can talk about it now. The side, the side plot in, in Empire Strikes Back is the same thing. Luke, it uh, it's Han and Leia are flying around, and there's a sure. monster, and they have meteor stuff. They still end up being bait, and nothing really happens to them. But what happens and, is they, they, fall, do, in love. they, they do fall, fall in love. They fall in love, and it's believable. You can say the same thing about about uh, uh, Finn and Rose. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll get into
0: that part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Empire Strikes Back has some of the greatest lines, too. Uh, uh, you know, I love you. I know. I know. Classic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously classic. Uh, I don't know. Empire Strikes it's Back. not in the
1: script, by the way. Yeah. It was completely uh, improv by Harrison Ford. Thank goodness.
0: And it, it feels like it.
1: Yeah. But it feels organic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, it's cliche now, but one of the great sort of spoiler alert reveals in the history of a cinema, if yep. not the greatest. Yeah. You know. Spoiler alert, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. That
0: alone could propel it to number one for me, because you don't get that in uh, The Last Jedi.
1: No. No. So no. this, I've this got, is, yeah. I've got Last Jedi number one. Yeah. for a couple of reasons one um, it's f- it 's the first movie uh, since the original trilogy that felt like it was making a, a unique new movie that didn't really have to you didn't have to have forty years of of star Wars sure. knowledge to sort of to, to, it to be a movie. It was standalone i felt like it fits within the 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 trilogy now even though uh rise of skywalker sort of undoes a lot undoes lots of the stuff that that was done in last jedi but it was a unique sort of experience like you had it wasn't just jedi versus sith right it was like this kind of weird what is adam driver at the end of last jedi he's not a sith he's not a jedi he's kind of good you get the seeds of him maybe turning back to the good side. Um, <clears throat> Rey is not clear that she's um, full on good either because of how she's able to sort of access the dark side of the, the force really easily and kind of control it without losing it. Um, the whole Luke arc, I think, is really interesting and we can kind of get into that. Yep. Um, uh, but I just felt like it was it was original. And that should be something that we look at in a, in a film, and 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 in and in fairness, Empire Strikes Back is super original too because it's a, like this fantasy hero movie where the good guys kind of don't win. They totally don't win. No. Uh,
0: and my last thing that I'll say about Empire, not that you know a lot hasn't been said. The other things that I really enjoy in Empire Strikes Back are uh, all of the Yoda lines, Yoda yep. pretending to be nothing, and at the time when I watched it, I didn't. I had no idea. I, I yeah. definitely remember not realizing like, uh, when's Luke gonna meet Yoda? Mm-hmm. No idea, completely fooled. That's just great, great acting, mm-hmm. Frank Oz. And uh, Yoda's lines, everything in Star Wars that works well is when they take Eastern philosophy and space mangle it. And uh, sure, Yoda talking about what the force is and what, what people are, I think is, I actually think it's good writing. People. Some people now do revisionist history. They did it a lot mm-hmm. during the prequels when we were trying to justify sure. in our heads oh yeah, these movies are good and the old ones were just are just as bad. Mm-hmm. That is a false statement. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is very well written and those are good lines and they will hold up. You could show it to any kid now and they'll, they'll get it. Mm. And, <clears throat> yes, oh, well done. What do you have learned. <laughs> I did not know that you had that in you. Oh, yeah, I've got lots of it.
1: Do or do not. There, there is no try. So it's half
0: Grover, half Yoda,
1: but yeah, it, it's Frank Oz. Pretty good. Half Miss Piggy. It's it's yeah. it's got you know. Yeah. Anyhow,
0: let's go into your uh, your tweets. All right.
1: So, so Last Jedi gets a lot of criticism, particularly online, um, and I actually think a lot of the criticisms that they have, and I was kind of alluding to that with with the originality of the film, are why the film is so great. So, first criticism, and this is like the number one criticism when you when you look online for uh, uh of the last jedi is that luke would never give up the cause like luke is the hero of the 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 original trilogy he's do or die right he's going to ride to the end like he's going to you know he even makes fun of it a line in the last jedi where uh mark hamill said it's something like uh what did you think i was going to you know get on the battlefield with a laser sword and you know, yeah. da, you know da 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 day so, the day. yeah exactly it's like um that's, that's what everybody expected Luke to be till he died, right? That he would, he would not give up. And this, is, and this is the Luke that we find in The Last Jedi is someone that has given up, right? Um, there's no way that he would have gone into exile and stayed there, right? He would have, he would have continued fighting. He would have been a lot there alongside Leia fighting. And uh, um, I would like to ask people why is what you expect of a character something that's a great making property Mm right like like, aren't the aren't the best characters the ones that you can't predict exactly what they're going to do you know the fact that uh the fact that he's different in this film and he's lived you know he's he's fought his battles and he's won and he's fought his battles and he's lost obviously uh with what happened with uh, uh uh his nephew um that makes him human and that makes him like an interesting character it's like you got to figure out okay he's obviously got this trauma that caused him to go into hiding basically why why did that happen let's try to figure out why that happened versus like oh my god that would never happen um so that to me is like i'm much more interested in a character that does something that i'm not expecting than you know just having a badass Jedi that would fight it till the end, and then you know, that's it.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with this. I also, for those for, with those expectations, I question if those people finished watching the end of Return of the Jedi, because, because as I said before, his final act is to put his a
1: sword. he throws his sword down. Yeah,
0: and that's supposed to be really important. It's supposed to be something you remember. So if you mm-hmm. don't remember that.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, and Ben Kenobi did the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? He realized that it wasn't his fight anymore, right? He failed. And at some point, you know, you have to sort of regroup and figure out exactly what the next tactic is because, you know, continuing to, to, to throw yourself at something and it's not working is not particularly smart. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So So I, I, yeah, I like the idea
1: that there was some self introspection and a change Right, and uh, you know some of my notes on here. Like, um, he learned that. Like, and you point this out with throwing down the sword, which is a great one, great point. You know, you can't beat the dark side with just your lightsaber or the force, right? You have to do it with your heart, and his heart wasn't in it. You know, um, Luke was never a great Jedi in the truest sense because he actually he formed you know, close companionships and close friendships. And he loved characters, right? He loved his, he loved Han. He loved his sister. He loved Chewie. He loved all these characters. And that's supposed to be something that, you know, as a Jedi, you know, we learned from the prequels, you're not allowed to have these um, connections and, and, and things. So mm-hmm. he had those, he was betrayed or he betrayed, or, you know, there was a betrayal involved mm-hmm. and he couldn't handle it. He, he went into a shell. And that's that's what humans do. Yeah,
0: I, I did like a lot in the last Jedi, uh, Luke making the criticisms of the Jedi, the Jedi uh-huh. talking about the prequels. Actually, making the prequels kind of relevant. of like, the height of their power, they let the you know yeah. this old dude take over, which is kind of crappy. Uh-huh. Um, which does bring up a point of like maybe, maybe they shouldn't do things that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly you shouldn't like have a big group of really super powerful beings that if they suddenly get a little greedy they might you know turn into murderous villains yeah uh, maybe maybe try to direct the force a little
0: differently can you use the force and still get married i'd like to believe you could <laughs> i'd like to too you know but uh yeah well, why did the jedi believe that and why does everyone sort of go along with that
1: <laughs> and i think that's 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 part of this like story right like the whole idea that, um, and I think one of the things that uh, happens at the end of Rise of Skywalker, and it was my, one of my favorite moments, is, you know, Ray makes her own lightsaber. And it's a different color than anybody had ever made a lightsaber, at least within the films, right? So you had uh, Luke's was first blue, which was his father's, and then he, he made green. Darth Vader's is red, obviously. Uh, Obi-Wan's was blue, you know, most everybody's blue or red, um, or green. And then hers is, it's yellow. Yeah. Which is something you didn't see any Jedi have. And I think even in the the prequels there was some stuff maybe in the clone wars where people had yellow. Um, I I can't remember uh, perfectly the TV show. Uh, but it's unique. It's not Jedi ish. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, she's her own thing now, which I think is, uh, um, Kind of a message of the last jedi it, he was the last jedi the jedi are no more yeah
0: yeah as a uh, fleetwood mac once said uh, you can you can go your own way mm-hmm. do you want to sing?
1: no no i think i think we did that in the uh, two episodes. we did that two episodes ago I, I, it probably didn't go over well um so the next criticism is it ruined my childhood michael luke skywalker's a hero I mean, guys, I mean, the big, biggest critis- criticism I have of, like, The Force Awakens and, and like, Solo is that it's just preying on nostalgia. Yep. It's just basically saying, hey, remember, remember this? We're going to yeah. do it again. Yeah. It's, like, it's, why it's, would that matter? Why would you want that again? It's like... It's, <laughs>
0: yeah it is the chris farley uh, sketch where yes 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 Yes.
1: remember that time in that movie that you did that thing that was great wasn't it yeah and that's like super uncomfortable and weird but uh you know the last jedi is like it's original from start to finish yeah and that's to me why it's cool um you know uh they bring in the new the new tech in this movie they have the hyper speed tracker yep. where the, the rebels can't get away from from the, the bad guys. Yep. Um, I actually thought the new inst- the new characters were interesting, particularly female characters. So we've got Ro- Rose mm-hmm. and uh, the Vice Admiral, played by Laura Dern. Yep. Um, you have conflicts between good characters like Leah and Poe.
0: I like that a lot. I thought that was a good thing to bring in. That's like yeah. introducing the concept that you know even good guys can have disagreements yes and i, I thought that was a really powerful thing uh mm-hmm. talk about the, the laura dern thing so thought she was cool especially mm-hmm. the, the disagreement with poe uh this isn't a character thing this is more of a sci-fi rules thing if, if if you could just like break a lot of stuff by going to light speed doesn't that break star wars
1: You know, it's an excellent point because I I think one of the things they have to do typically before, like if you think back to like the first movie, uh, they say, Chewie, we have to make the calculations to jump to light speed. Yeah. You know, so there's presumably some math involved. Yeah. Even if the computer's doing the math. So that if you go into light speed, you can avoid hitting anything in your way. Though, if you are doing intergalactic travel where you're doing that, you're very, very likely to hit something solid. So, you'd have to be like moving as you're going in light speed, right? So, it's not just a
0: straight shot. So, let me take Last Jedi physics and bring it back to a new hope. Mm -hmm. Can I just take like a big cruiser and light speed through the Death Star and be done with it? That's a good question. That's that's my only real
1: criticism with the movie. That it's, I, an, it's a good I, question. I thought it was a you know you bring up a good point, but I also like you know the the whole like sacrifice of it was cool, and you know if you oh, think about yeah, it, yeah. if you think about it, you're like this starship that I'm in is a weapon. If I just decided to ram it into something, right? <laughs> yes. um, and I think in I think it's in Jedi that uh, one of the one of the ships crashes right, right. into one of the. The, into the, the, yeah, yeah, into the, top, into the Death Star but it's, uh, no. it's into one of the other, the other ships so uh, the Star Destroyer
0: that ship yeah yeah, yeah. so it, and even that is like kind of weird I, mm-hmm. I guess my point is uh, look I didn't make these rules
1: they made right. the rules right? Sure but they also have a situation where the uh, the, sh- the the particular shield on the Death Star I think was stronger than the particular shield maybe on a ship Fair yeah, enough. Maybe sure.
0: Yeah, just just write we something.
1: Could, sure, we could we could say that we we just did you and yeah. I right. So may, so maybe that's why this works.
0: Mm-hmm. It only works in this particular case because they were sure. going yeah. fast.
1: Yeah, and then um, and there's new force powers. Oh yes. So the Ray and uh, Kylo can kind of communicate from light years away. They can Skype. Uh, basically, yeah. What we're doing right now yeah. is uh, exactly what uh, Ray and uh, kyla we're doing i'm gonna keep my shirt on though oh please do yeah because we are on zoom this this episode brought to you by zoom
0: uh yeah um by the way i think
1: zoom needs the uh, the advertising right now
0: they don't big power play by zoom we don't say that you skype anymore you basically zoom
1: mm-hmm. yeah who did any did one of the big conglomerates buy zoom or is is Zoom no. big enough now that they don't get to get bought? They because actually Microsoft yeah. bought Skype. They did. And they chose wrong. They chose poorly. <laughs> yes, they did. You have chosen poorly.
0: Because uh, Zoom actually IPO'd not that long before everything went down. So I mean, they're,
1: they're they, one of like, the three companies in the, the world that are making money right now. It's like them, Netflix. Totally. And uh, Amazon. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's all we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Anyway, welcome to 2020. Um, So there's also this criticism and this happened in The Force Awakens too that that Rey can just do things Jedi-wise that are just innate to her that she doesn't have to learn or train or anything like that Mm -hmm. and she's just unnaturally good at things and how can that be? How can that be, Michael?
0: Well, I guess if... fight with a lightsaber. I guess if you watch the next one you say it's because she's the granddaughter of uh, palpatine
1: even still like they only care about this because she's a girl yeah well, that's that's if she true. were a boy this would not be a thing right. like if finn at the end of force awakens was fighting kylo random and doing a good job yeah like oh okay that's fine he's a stormtrooper; he can he fight
0: well actually i'll give you the ultimate counter example
1: you got your harry potter
0: yeah they've established a whole world and everyone mm-hmm. loves this world where yeah. you have to learn to do magic and stuff like that. And he comes out of the womb and he can like talk to snakes and stuff.
1: Yeah. No yeah. one said a thing. No one, no one. Anakin Skywalker in the first, the, the Phantom Menace is flying around on a damn spaceship yeah. after living on a freaking sand planet. Luke in the first one does the same damn thing and destroys the Death Star <laughs> by using true. the damn force. Right. <laughs> Did he get training. He got training in transit. Yeah. <laughs> on the millennium falcon front band uh, and it was involved that little the little shield that was the only that was the only uh training that he got he got about four and a half minutes of training yeah so four and a half minutes of training was better than okay i grant you four and a half minutes of training was better than what ray got but not it was four and a half minutes of training
0: right why why
1: can't you just attribute it to natural ability yes we don't have no problem attributing it to natural ability when it's dude's all across any sort of landscape. Mm-hmm. The, the whole notion of a chosen one, the chosen one is never a girl in any of these films, whether it's Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, any, any of these sort of fantasy okay. things. It's always like the chosen one has abilities and has like sure. attributes that aren't learned or trained or anything like that, they're just innate in that person and we accept it. When Ray does something, we have to criticize it because damn it, she's a girl. Yeah. That, okay. Totally agree. Um let's see the uh big bad in the film hmm. uh Snoke is neutered and that was bad somehow because Kylo be- sort of became the big bad ish yeah. right at the end um i thought that was a really cool scene plus it was like the best sort of fight scene plus um where where you're they're fighting all the red guards and everything like that that's really cool and um the whole idea of like using the dark side is that you're going to kill your master that's like the whole premise and they're upset that it happened. Yeah. So that's weird. Uh,
0: it feels like a flaw. If you're a, Sith. if you're a Sith master, why would you ever get an apprentice?
1: So I've read. I've read the. Uh, so there's a. There's a. I think it's a trilogy of books. It's about Darth Bane. Okay. And I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm gonna go real dorky right now. So Darth Bane is the one that it, it that uh, invented the rule of two. Okay. So the way, and, and the way it, I don't know that the Darth Bane stuff is a uh, canon any longer cause it's an older book. Um, but basically if you think about the dark side of the force as finite, so there's a, there's a certain amount of power. Okay. And prior to Darth Bane doing this like rule of two thing, there was like an, like a whole planet of Sith. There was like an army of Sith. So they had to share this power. So they were all using the dark side and doing bad stuff. And they were powerful, but they weren't as powerful as one of them could be if they had basically just wiped out all the Sith and then used it for themselves. So that's what he does. Yeah. So he he fools everybody and causes some – I can't remember the details of it. But basically he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ha- basically monopolize the, the dark side for just me. Right. I'm going to train one person to do it once they're ready they'll go ahead and kill me and take it over and then do the same oh, thing. Okay.
0: So it, it's it's like if you have cable internet and all your neighbors are using it. Right. Do you want to kill them so you can download much Exactly. More... Okay. Exactly.
1: Yep, that's right. Got it. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's exactly like that. So okay. if you want if you want to be able to watch, you know, Netflix without any sort of interruptions, you should kill your neighbors. Everybody out there in the podcast world. Yeah. Uh, please don't do that. This is not an endorsement to <laughs> do that. Still illegal to uh, murder people even, even turns during, out, yeah. Even during the quarantine. Yeah. Um lots of things are going, you know. Okay. Stop. That, that, um that's our ki- that's our snoke. Yeah. Um we talked about the side story. So the side story of uh, that that uh, Rose and Finn, where they're going off to this gambling planet and big horses things, they say, "Oh, that's the nothing happened. It's meaningless." And I I said the same. You can say the same thing about any of these side stories. Um, They're just fun. They're just side stories within a larger story. And this one's fun. It's really pretty. The gambling planet is planet is gorgeous. Running around on the on the. the, those big horsey kind of things is, is really cool. Uh, Benicio del Toro is really fun as this stuttering.
0: Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So so I liked Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. I thought that Gambling Planet was very weird. It <laughs> was really weird. Strange. It was weird. Uh, contextually, was you know, the Han and Leia side story, like going through an asteroid and flying around and getting chased, that fits the context of mm-hmm. the world you've set up. Versus yeah. this whole new planet,
1: but this also did set up the whole idea because they were talking about you know, like people were making money off of sure. building building weapons of war at this on this planet, and that's this kind of leads into the the later sort of reveal right. about um, you know Kylo Ren saying you know the light side the dark side it's all meaningless we need to just break it all down yeah because each side is guilty of their own sort of problems right so, so this is where like the going
0: bernie sanders like tear down the establishment i actually think that's kind of cool like that that concept yeah
1: is interesting mm-hmm. yeah i just don't I like wish that. they would have gone with it with Red of skywalker if they just said we're not going to have jedi we're not going to have sith anymore we're going to have conflict but it's going to be different yeah that that's cool that would have been really neat but then they had to resurrect
0: palpatine yeah that that was lame uh <laughs> i will say still that side it's just the execution of it, like uh thought it was this casino planet. It's hard for me to see that that was better executed than in Empire Strikes Back, where that's everything true.
1: again fit again you have a you have an opinion yes. it might be the wrong opinion, but it's an opinion oh, uh, or, except for it's completely right, so that's true that's the, either way either way of thinking about it yep. um so and then the last thing, everybody for some reason hates Lord Ern, yeah. Do you hate Laura Dern? No, no, actually, I enjoy her. I like Laura Dern. Good actress. Yeah, and I think that's just more misogyny.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally true. I, I don't see what's wrong. I actually really liked her standing up to Poe. Like, again, that was super cool in this movie. Mm-hmm. But that, that worked really well, and she's right. In the end, she's, yeah. She's totally right. Like, hey, mm-hmm. don't use up all your bomber squad to take out one thing. That's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Resource yeah. allocation. And
1: she's, and she's amazing in uh, Big uh, Big Little Lies season two. Yep. Did you we watch that? Just
0: saw that. Actually, I didn't get to watch it. Uh, my wife watched it. She enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: this is I an- will not, not, or was it? I will not, not be rich. Something like that. What did she say? No, I, I, don't I don't remember. It's very, it's very dramatic. If I were able to nail it, it would have been a much better, you know, ending to the section. yeah uh, I like her in the uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, she's great in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, you know, she did something. She played, this is going back 25 years now, but she played Ellen DeGeneres' love interest on The Ellen Show when Ellen came out. Wow, that's a pull. <laughs> yes, and so she was blacklisted basically by a lot in Hollywood thinking that, you know, oh, she's, she's done this. She's not going to be able to play a, uh, you know, a leading lady role. Um, because she's got the, the gayness on her or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what they thought, but uh, she's, she's straight. I don't so, know. So was it Jurassic Park that pulled her out? I think Jurassic Park came first and then Ellen came after that. Huh. I th- I'm trying to think what actually pulled her out of it. Um, I mean, she basically has not been like a leading lady in a while. I mean, part of it is because, you know, once you reach 35, Hollywood sort of kicks you to mom roles and, and uh, things like that, which so is awful. She,
0: she was in a HBO show called Enlightenment that we liked a lot. Okay. She is like corporate worker. She has a mental breakdown and then like corporate hijinks ensue. And it's it's, it's good. Like it's a solid show. And if you're into that kind of stuff, it's...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's the last time I think I've seen her, like, in a starring, like,
1: TV gotcha. role. Yeah. But Laura Dern, we are pro-Laura Dern on this podcast. Oh, yeah,
0: totally. I, I liked her character a lot. Again, my only issue has nothing to do with her actions. It is the sci-fi science. physics. <laughs> the the sci-fi-ness. It's, I'm not going to call it science. <laughs> the
1: sci-fi-ness. <laughs> the suffi- the ness. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're... Yeah, if you're if you're coming to these movies for science, then you probably should uh, go back to school. Hey, they they have their rules. They, they do discuss, have the rules. They stick with the rules that they
0: made, and then I'm okay with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are some. There's lots of the, the force stuff is really inconsistent. That's true. This force is like, weird. Like in the in the, the force is very weird. Like in the Phantom Menace, like at the end at the end fight scene, which is a great fight scene, but they're jumping like two stories. To like get up on those different ledges and stuff, and like in that very first scene, they're super. They can run super fast.
0: Yeah, and and then the, that
1: never that power never comes back. It's just like, what's can't we use that speed thing to run around?
0: So, so <laughs> as we talk about these kinds of movies, I will say this is an area where the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a lot better. Like they're very mm-hmm. consistent with powers, and you understand the limits of powers, which makes it easier on the the watcher because. Mm-hmm when there's no rules and you don't know where it's going, it's hard to say, well, what's a threat and what's not a threat.
1: Right. It's the, it's the big, it's the, the, the really the only problem with like, like the Harry Potter universe is like in their best movie, the third one, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, she's got a time machine. Yeah. They could have used that 47 times over the next six years. Yeah.
0: Hermione, that's, that's kind of dickish. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, why did you stop using that? We could have, we could have used that for like fighting Voldemort multiple times. So I realized in the Maybe, third movie, you know what? Hermione is the reason that Cedric Diggory is dead. Oh, I... Hermione, why didn't you save him? <laughs> she killed Dumbledore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in the Harry Potter world, even with time travel, whatever happens, happens. True. That, that is established True. in the third movie. So like once it happened, if she went back in time, he he still dies like that's yeah that's just their but rule.
1: but the thing is they could have been like okay harry before you go into this penult- penultimate sort of or this ultimate sort of showdown right here
0: yeah.
1: i'm gonna we're gonna roll back ron and i are gonna do some stuff yeah. see if we can't help you
0: you Does know the time yeah, yeah interesting time travel rules other time travel rules that i really like now that we're on a complete tangent sure <laughs> bill and ted time travel rules okay remember a garbage can Boom! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so perhaps my favorite sci-fi series is actually Bill and Ted's, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to Bill and Ted's Three.
1: Mm-hmm. On that note, uh, dad Bot of the week—do we have a dad bot of the week? I w- I've got a nominee.
0: Oh, let's hear your nominee, because I—well, I the nominee I'm pop- going
1: to go with is Mark Hamill in the Return of uh, <gasps> the Last Jedi.
0: Oh yeah, is he even a dad? is he dad is he a dad uh, yeah oh,
1: he's a dad yeah he's got kids oh well that's good to know i did not know that yeah yeah a little older than you know your general dad but he's you know oh. plays the father figure he's a lot more uh round let's say than that's, he was you know during the prequels that makes it even better which is a dad staple totally clearly you know he's been eating uh, he's been drinking that wet uh, blue milk and the yeah large sort of fish type things I mean that look really really fatty i think that's I, the problem that he's got i enjoy uh following him on the twitter he's a, he's a great follow um also he is even though there have been like two oscar winners that have that have won for their role in the joker he is the best joker i yep. will hear no other uh, uh slander yeah it's pretty from obvious. the animated films from the animated tv show
0: if people follow the animated shows then they know that's true yeah. Now so, we've had this conversation before. That when when bat when a Batman dies, all the other Batman should should lower him to the they should be the pallbearers. Yes. When that happens to a Joker, that should
1: be the same thing, right? How many Jokers are alive right now? Is it just uh, so Nicholson is still with us? Still kicking. Yeah, I guess just, uh, so. And so Hamill, and then. Um, uh,
0: you actually got a. Oh, well, actually I was, I just started. Flipping. Phoenix. Hey, you got your Phoenix. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, <laughs> how could you forget Jared Leto? <laughs> oh, oh man. I wish I could forget Jared Leto.
0: <laughs> That's and where the joke. Note. Yeah. The other jokers are like, yeah, you don't have to show up Leto.
1: Yeah, you're fine.
0: No, we'll, it's funeral. We got him. We got him. He's,
1: he's light. We can, we can, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be, we'll be fine. Don't worry, Jared. <laughs> We're cool. Anyhow. All right. That's been one of my favorite uh, stories. Like apparently right as the uh, quarantine began, a week into it, Jared Leto, I guess, was on a, like, like one of those silent retreats in the wilderness and then came back to it. And he was like, so he was in quarantine and he had to re-quarantine himself. And that was (laughs) like, that was so, it could only really happen to Jared Leto.
0: Hashtag only Jared Leto. Huh? Hashtag only Jared Leto.
1: Yeah, hashtag only Jared Leto. And just the whole idea of like the rest of the world really not wanting to re-engage Jared Leto. <laughs> That's really what we're doing. Mm-hmm, it's a, it's a uh, elaborate plot to just make him go back into hiding.
0: So so to recap Star Wars though, like again, my family, we don't watch the Star Wars. I like Star Wars, but the, my girls don't like it. Um, how many times have you watched any Star
1: Wars movie during this, this quarantine period? This week? This week. Sure. <laughs> so um, I would say, so just for example, so the, the, mo- the, one, that, the, the one that I've watched the least is just because I haven't paid to see Rise of Skywalker again. We just saw it the one time in the theater. So yep. that's the only one we've seen once. I would say, but Last Jedi, which is the most recent prior to that, I believe. Um, I'm sure I've seen it 10 times. That's probably. a lot. 12. So you know a lot about Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My kid, you know, my kid will watch it. He'll want to watch that one once a month. Uh, once every couple months. And he just, he'll, he'll, you know, kids, they can watch the same movie over and over and over again and get something new out of it. Yep. The ones they love. And so you really hope that you're watching a movie that's got some rewatchability to it. Which, again, is why I really, really, really like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We'll have to do a deep dive on that at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think we've gone on long enough on Star Wars. Yeah. But that's it, though. That, that was that the Star it. Wars We did them all. We could talk about the the TV shows, which I think are excellent, a couple of them. So, like, the Clone Wars TV show, which is, is wrapping up right now, is really good. Obviously, the Mandalorian was tremendous. Oh, yeah. Um, Star Wars Rebels is really good. Um,
0: so, the only one I could talk about would be the uh, Mandalorian, which I've seen, uh-huh. and the Star Wars Christmas
1: special, which I've also which is- seen. I have not seen the Star Wars Christmas special since oh. I was probably ten years old or something like that. It is completely terrible. <laughs> is that the worst thing that uh, they've ever done? You think? Even it actually, to- it
0: actually is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, remarkably.
1: Yeah. So there's a there's also a Clone Wars movie which led into the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah. Which is not great. It's a little weird. Uh, it does introduce Ahsoka Tano, which is one of the better characters that they've ever done. Okay, And it's super exciting that uh, she is back in the, the Clone Wars so, uh, season that's happening right now.
0: So based on what you've said, that's clearly better than the Star Wars Christmas special. Yes. The first 10 minutes of the Star Wars Christmas special are all in Wookiee with no yeah. subtitles underneath. <laughs> it's kind of amazing in how bad it is, but it, it actually is so bad you can't sit through it. Like when I watched it, it had to, it had to be fast forwarded. Yeah.
1: Alrighty. And on that note. All right. Well, this is the end of dad pods. Episode seven. Revenge of the dad's. (laughs) The of the dad's. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Mike.